Hey, Ben. Hey. I can't say uh, welcome everyone anymore because you told me I say it too much. What? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just said change it up a little bit. <laughs> so in, uh, you should have seen my face when he told me to not do that. I was like, uh, uh. I did not say. You did. I did not say, don't say welcome everybody. Yes, you did. I said, just change it a little bit. You can still say welcome. What does that even mean? Change it a little bit. You Okay, stop. We're going to start o- over, but we're not really. They're going to hear us do this. Oh, we're, we're not cutting this? Nope, we're not cutting okay. this. You are going to open us. So here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not the host. I don't know how to start things. I just know how to comment on things. Oh, you just know how to tell me how to fix it. Yeah, well, I mean, don't you want my feedback? Do I really need to answer that question? (laughs) Uh, How was your week? My week was, uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Still recovering from that nasty cold we had. Um, But I got through it. You did. Yeah. And uh, tried not to let, you know, some of the people I work with get me down. <laughs> but I won't get into that. No, I think that's pretty normal. I think that I think that working relationships are some of the hardest relationships sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, what's cool is it's like my crew is like 95% really cool people. And then there's like one or two that are like, you know. Yeah. So... Yeah. So it helps. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Every every place that I've ever worked in my life, I've always felt like there is about 5% that are just out to really wreck the whole dynamic of the crew. I think generally speaking, like 5% of the population is just throwaway. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I didn't mean to say throwaway. They're you just said like the throwaway. You know, five percent of the population is just kind of like the fringe. You know, oh, that just want to be different. Which be- different? Wanting to be different is totally different. I'm not than talking. Be- no, yeah, different is good. Yes. Diversity is 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 necessary. What I'm saying when I say different, it's that they are trying. They're purposely trying to be obnoxiously different. Troublemakers. Yeah. I think it's more about that. I don't think it's because, you know, being unique and being different, that's part of what I do on my, all that I put out there. No, unique and different is is awesome. Yeah. I love unique and different. But if you're going to be a turd, (laughs) then go away. You know, it's funny because I, in my business, I, you know. You deal with some turds. And you just allow them to be turds. No, I have some great, amazing people. I just I didn't say that. I said there are a few turds in your life <laughs> that just like you won't flush down the toilet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do think we need to start over. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that was my week. That's how I feel. Okay. I'll, I'll be better I'll be better after this. But I'm just well, still recovering. Let's, let's change that up a little bit. When you don't feel good, you do not feel good yeah, and, I just, and nobody else around you feels good either i just have no room for patience yeah i'm a pretty patient guy plus this week I, I, we're doing some more i won't get too deeply into it but we're doing some really hard type of work that's it's difficult yeah and it's like it's one of those things that's like so frustrating that um like for instance 
No, that's boring. I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I was annoyed all week. That's yeah. all. That's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm better and I feel like I did this whole week and, um, I, I had a, a few really good writing days, like super good writing days where I was like, okay. Riding great. horses? Writing. Oh, writing. Ben, what is up? You know I'm a writer. <laughs> oh, this is what it's going to be like, folks, everybody. But it, it, no, I had a couple of really good writing days where I would, um, I'm working on the third book of the series. And so I, it's been pretty cool. Like, um, I had a couple of tough moments with people too this week, actually more so not necessarily, not clients, not anything like that. Actually more so just people who are outside of my little world here that I have to work with because of maybe the books and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's interesting because you just never, it's just one of those things where everybody has a bad week and it's never easy working with people. It's not, you have to really it, it figure things out. It never gets easier. That that's the crazy thing to me is no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter where you're from, relationships can be challenging. Right. Right. And this podcast is all about relationships. Yeah. And, and unless you're going to go through life as a hermit, which I don't suggest, um, you got to figure out how to deal with people. I figure I, this, this podcast is really about relationships and communication, right? And communication and relationships. Um, at least that's what it's kind of turned into, which I really love because that is what I do, um, on all the social media platforms and all of that. It's all about communication, all about relationships. So the, the interesting thing though is business is different than relationships at home, is different than, than family relationships, all that. Yet, you still have to use some of the same tactics for all of them. And a lot of it is when you don't feel well, you don't want to have to use all those tactics and you don't want to have to, like, you kind of look at people and go, seriously, I don't feel well. Normally, I would stand here and kind of walk you through how to do this <laughs> this kind of communicating, but sometimes you just don't feel like doing that. Yeah. I never feel like doing that. <laughs> I find that I, I've, I might've talked about this before, but I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm a good communicator, but there are times where I put that into question where I'm like, okay, if they're not getting it and they're not getting it and they're not getting it, I think it's me. <laughs> Some, am I I'm sure like, am I crazy? Cause I feel like I'm communicating it well, Yeah, but maybe I'm not. You and I have moments of bad communication for sure. And usually it's when we're tired. Usually it's when you haven't eaten, right? Definitely when I haven't eaten. And, or when we're sick. Yeah. And so we have moments when we're bad communicators, but I would say for the most part, just taking the time to communicate is half the battle. Taking the moments to actually stop, listen to what the other person's saying, and actually get into it. But in work relationships, you've you've got people that you, you know, are you really invested in that relationship with your work partner? Well, yeah, work, are you work friends are interesting enough? because you ever have a work friend that you're like really close with when you're working there? 
and then you or they leave and you just never talk again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess we weren't really friends. <laughs> we just worked together. I kind of feel like that happened in high school where like every year we, we've kind of talked to our girls about this. Every year for me, my freshman year, I hung out with a certain group of kids. My sophomore year, I didn't hang out with those group of kids. I hang, hung out with a totally different group of kids and so on, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that happened to me too. But later on, it became more like we would drop one and add one. Um, you would actually drop one? No, not like we wouldn't like put it to vote. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, I think that Kevin needs to go. So like, uh, the new school year is coming up, guys, and uh, we got to vote one out. <laughs> Who's going? <laughs> We have to. There's no real reason except for that our group has gone, gotten a little bit too big. No, I mean, in, you know, high school is just one of those, like, it's four years that that feels like 20. So, like, you're fast-forwarding through, you're, you're, like, on a different time frequency, I feel like, in high school. Because you're, you're yeah. growing so much and you're changing so much. So I think that's why things changed a lot when you were a kid versus now where it's like every day is the same High school forever. was four years. Four. Really? Four. Yeah. Yet we dwell on it for the rest of our lives. Yet we, yeah, we consistently think about it. Well, it's just, it's, those are the years that shaped us, you know? What? what? Really? Yeah. It's when you go from a child to an adult. That's true. It's true. And that's uh, when you start experiencing, you know, the world a little bit more and you start figuring out who you are versus who your parents are. Well, so this week I kind of shared a little bit about my high school days and how it kind of like a little bit about the first time that I actually went to a personal trainer. And because I did this challenge on my Instagram page and we kind of talked last week about social media and how I've been trying to figure it out. And ultimately what I came out with is I'm just going to put myself out there, right? Even though I have 1,400 different things that I have my hands into, I'm a published author, I'm a, I'm a trainer, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Um, You're a dork. I, I'm a dork. <laughs> Thanks, babe. But it's, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I, I was like, okay, well, I was dealing with a little bit of, I went into the doctor's office and it was like, oh, that's my weight all of a sudden. <laughs> Don't it's, even get me started on this. <laughs> so I was just like, but I knew this was all happening because I, I kind of backed off on, on just some things over the last couple of years because I was so busy. I couldn't come in and work out every single day. I couldn't come in and work out for an hour a day. I was I too think that's busy. what people are going to coin. You know how there's the freshman 15? Yeah. I think everybody has the COVID-15 right now. Right. Even me. I mean, totally. I've, I've always been this really trim uh, kind of guy, and I have, like, a belly. <laughs> you don't? Kind of. Okay. Well, I turned 40 during COVID, which is a double whammy, because everybody says once you turn 40, it's like all, all of a sudden all that junk food you eat sticks. Guys all of a sudden get this, like, boobs and belly. What? I do not have <laughs> boobs and belly. <laughs> Do I? I didn't I'm going to start you. working out immediately. <laughs> no, you won't. I know. That's the problem. I know. So that's part of it is I learned how to, how to work out and how to be careful starting from a very young age and you didn't. So unfortunately it's going to be it, that worked out in my favor, 
eventually, but it didn't feel good when I was in high school. Yeah. You had it all good all the way through your 20s. I wouldn't say I had it really good. Now, listen, I know you had a you had your struggles in high school, but I didn't hit puberty till I was a junior. <laughs> and let me tell you what ridicule feels like when you're in the boys' locker room and everybody asks you why you shave your legs. Oh, And the really? answer is you don't shave your legs. You just haven't grown leg hair yet because <laughs> you're a baby. So, yes. You had your struggles in high school, but everybody did. The very first, okay. So we, even though we didn't go to the same high schools, we often, I'm sure, because we talk about like us having run into each other. I'm sure We grew up in the same town. Yes. And I'm sure at some point we ran into each other. But there is one very specific memory that I've told you about that I, I was close friends with one of your ex-girlfriends. That is true. (laughs) Okay. We love her to death. Her name's Allie, and she's this, the sweetest this person This was world. an ex-girlfriend from, like, my sophomore sophomore year in high school. I was, like, yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So as much as a girlfriend can be when you're 15. Right. But the whole reason I'm even telling this story and um, and everything is because the our junior year before we met, we were... Uh, we You and I were both in choir because we were awesome. Because that's the coolest thing you can do in <laughs> high school. Because <laughs> we were amazing. Hey, you were the president. I was. <laughs> the president of the that choir. That wasn't because keeps. I'm a really good singer, though. Uh, You are a good singer. You no. were just a... Kermit well, the Frog were was a, a good singer, too. But that's kind of like what I sound like. You were like. like a tenor, and then you were like a bass. Yeah, when I finally hit puberty when I was a junior. Well, okay. So going back to that story. So at the end of our choir season and at the end of, I believe is at the end of our year, right? We go on a choir get together and we're like, okay, Mount Whitney is going to do this and, and Golden West and Mount Whitney are going to do it together. And it was this, um, uh, it was on a boat. It was like a boat, right? We went to San Diego for a, a convention. Um, pretty big deal convention. Um, nobody cares. You're right. Nobody cares. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we like combined groups because we're all from the same town, and we took a like a cruise. Yeah, like a, a boat dance party cruise. Yes. Right. Okay. So Allie and I are together because we're really close friends during this time, and we are like, um, she's like, oh, my ex boyfriend's here, and she kind of still had a crush on you at the time. And so I'm like, ooh, I want to see her ex-boyfriend. So we go around the corner, and I kid you not, she was going to go ask you to dance. And so you guys did end up go dancing. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is I'm standing there with my other friend, Juliana, and we're standing there, we're looking, we're peeking out around because, of course, I'm not dancing with anyone. <laughs> Why do you say, of course? <laughs> because I did not go near that dance space. My number one goal in a dance was to find girls to dance with. Uh, my number one goal was to run the opposite direction <laughs> of the dance floor. So we, I'm, I'm looking around and all of a sudden I see this kid that looks like he's 11 or 12 with a backwards hat on. And I remember, I remember this kid pulling his hat off and like his hair being long Sweeping and blonde silky. Hair. <laughs> and, he, and he runs his hands through it and then puts his hat back. And I looked at Juliana. That was the move, by the way. That was, that was a oh, pretty sweet move. That was a move? Oh, yeah. Oh, god. It was meant to look cool. Oh, man. I don't know if it did, but that was the well, goal. Well, <clears throat> I was with Juliana and I was like, wait, that's her ex-boyfriend? He looks tiny. 
I remember thinking like you looked tiny. Yeah, I was. And then when we started dating the next year, because I had totally forgotten about that whole time and everything. And then we met again later in our senior year and we start dating, uh, not until almost the very end, the very end. but I remember people would always ask me when they found out that we were dating, they'd always be like, isn't he taller than you? And you mean, <sighs> aren't you taller than him? Oh, I'm sorry. Aren't you? Yes. That's what I meant. Isn't, aren't you taller than him? And I was like, no, I'm not Which is taller such bull than crap, him. Cause I'm like six feet tall and you're like five, eight. Right. Yeah. But, but I, First, but everybody knew me as this little guy. Well, I couldn't understand it because you were, and I do believe you grew at least like two inches after you Maybe. went to college. Maybe. I do. Because you were like at 5'10", I think, when we first started dating. I have no idea. I don't, I don't either. But I'm guessing. All that. I know is I was not the manly type in high school. No. I was the goofy little pubescent one <laughs> that was just trying to be funny. But you know what, babe? It worked out for you because you're amazing. And how funny. You ended up with that little dorky kid that you thought was so pathetic. You're so cute. And you're still so cute. And It is weird how, like, you know, your your paths cross and um, how things end up. It is weird. But all that to say, I started doing a challenge this week because, you know, to get my mind into it, to get everybody's mind into it. Um, and so I've had a lot of people doing this challenge on Instagram. What's and so it's challenge? kind of fun. So there's four things to the challenge. And one of them is that you have to stop eating carbs after four. Oh, I number can't do that. two is no sugar. Except, can't do that. Except for you can have fruit. Uh, number three is um, that you need to not eat. Uh, at least like two hours before bed. Not interested. <laughs> and then the last one is three to five times of uh, high intensity intervals for 15 minutes. A, a week. day? A week. Oh, yeah. Not interested. Either. I, not interested. So this is what okay, we've always so been. Okay, so first of all, I don't eat a lot of sugar, period. What? I mean, I already don't eat a lot of sugar. What? No, I don't. I actually hold back ben. quite a bit. What? My daily intake of sugar is like I have a couple of fruit leathers for lunch and then I have some honey in my tea at night. That like is during a the week. recent scenario. I know because I turned 40 and I'm putting on weight. <laughs> well, so yeah, in the that. past, in the past, I used to be just a, a you know, sugar junkie, but I gave up, up soda a, like up 10 until a years few months ago. ago. You would go into the kitchen and come back in with uh, ice cream. No, what I, what I really used to like to do in bed before I went to bed was like eat cheese and crackers. Yeah. Or chocolate. Well, I would have like a few chocolates, but really I think what was the, what was doing it to me was the just food. I was just eating food. Yeah. You know? Um, but now I just, I, I just have some tea. Yeah. I'm like this boring old 40 <laughs> something year old that just drinks tea at night and I sweeten it with honey. I, you know, I have to say, and I, I don't mean to be offensive here, but I have to say that part of me is grateful that you are just having to deal with something I've dealt with forever. I know, but we've known this is coming for decades. You've always said it's going to catch up someday. And here we are. I kind of never believed it. I know that I always said it. I just kind of never believed it with your metabolism. Well, and let's, let's, I mean, let's be honest. It's not that bad. 
<laughs> I mean, no. I still, I have a pretty active job. I was going to say, you work your butt off every yeah, week. Yeah, I have a very active job and I sweat a lot during the day, but it's not cardio. No. You know, it's not like high intensity uh, and we're not doing jujitsu anymore. We used to do jujitsu three nights a week. Right. And I think that because of COVID, we couldn't do that anymore. Yep. And that's what's kind of stopped, stopped my metabolism. Right. That I'm just not getting those that high intensity right. work in. So I have to. The problem is I hate just working out to work out. <laughs> I know I used you to do. play soccer. I, I I just I need to be doing something. If I'm going to run, I need to chase a ball, not just run. But th- this is what frustrates me. Okay, nobody loves to just no, I know, work out but to just work out, and so that's what irritates me about. I don't when know. You some people get really obsessed with working out. Yes, they do. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about very normal people who don't want to work out, who really just go do it because they have to. Yeah, and Your the majority of us thing that you always stand behind is no. I, I need to be doing something. I'm like. Guess what? For the last 10 years, I needed to be doing something. Let me put something. it this way. Unless I'm doing something, I just won't do it because I'm not disciplined like you. The difference between you and the rest of us is that you're very disciplined. Why do I? But but the whole reason for me being disciplined, everybody, just an FYI for the few that listen to this, the whole reason for me being disciplined is that I learned I was 17 and almost 200 pounds. I I can't not be disciplined. Not only right. that, but I'm heading towards menopause. And I mean, I'm I'm, you know, I'm I've got another 10 years probably, but at the same time I'm heading that way and that's even worse. But that's that is a part of your discipline. The yeah. fact that you're even thinking of that. Well, cuz I think most people yeah. They just, they just live for the day. It's like, oh, let's just start doing it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to eat my cheese. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> so you are a very disciplined person in, in all aspects of your life. You're extremely disciplined. Yeah. That's, that's your personality. I'm not saying it's not necessary. Yeah. I'm just no. saying that that's the difference between you and people like me. I've never really had to work on it because I had the metabolism of a Greek god. Uh-huh. Until recently. <laughs> uh, but now, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, starting to show. I need to start doing some some activity. Well, I thought it was interesting because I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of people respond to the 20-day challenge. And it doesn't end by just doing it when I'm doing it. So I kind of hope more people will do it because um, <clears throat> sometimes it takes just putting into play... I did not believe that you call me disciplined, but I'm like, as a, as a teenager, I would have told you that I was the least disciplined person in the entire world. I also would have told you I was the most, I was the, um, the laziest person in the entire world. No, I think your, I think your experience in life has made you a disciplined person. Right. I'm not saying you were always that way, Yeah. but our circumstances create who we are. So you were in a circumstance where you either had to change or, or not. Right. And you made the decision to change. Whatever that was in your, in your mentality. Right. That's what kind of, that was the, the catalyst towards your discipline. Well, I, to- I told the story on Instagram, the whole thing of when I had my very first training session 
And my mom, it's funny because I asked when I was 17 to have a training session um, because I was the heaviest I'd ever been and I was miserable. I mean, I would go into a room and I would just be, I would just fall apart if I saw a mirror because I was so miserable. And here's the funny part about that. Let me just get, let me just say something really quick is that the best thing that has come out of all of this in the 20 years that I've been working on this is how much work I've done on my my soul and my, and my person so that it doesn't matter what weight or what look or whatever, I still am confident. Well, I think that's, that's the thing that, you know, seeing you being a witness to this for these past 20, almost 25 years is, you know, forget about the looks, right? Like looks, looks are going to fade, but it's the mentality. Yeah. It's the being able to be happy no matter where you're at and not just to settle for where you're at, but to be happy with it and, and have a plan to keep yourself healthy. Well, because we learn pretty quickly that I have gone down to a very low number on the stupid scale, which means nothing. Um, and I've had a very high number. I felt the same both ways when I wasn't working on myself. You still were not confident in how you looked. No, I was still not confident. This is the last 10 years has been the most confident and it's because of my clients. I really believe that I have been able to work with clients and I've been able to kind of structure a new mindset for my clients that has been a a leaping forward in my confidence and my trajectory, which is why I even talked about the challenge and why I've been talking about that on Instagram. Because when I started to publish a book, it... I needed to get rid of something because I did not have enough hours in the day. Had this been 20 years ago, I it, working out would not have been what I gave up. Working out is always what I give up. The <laughs> very know. first thing. <laughs> I know. But for me, it was a big deal. And then also just letting myself kind of have that moment and knowing my metabolism's not great and, and all that... What's funny is I've gotten to a place within my soul that it was okay. What I was putting effort into was getting the best book out there possible. Well, I happen to, uh, to prefer women who are slightly thicker. Well, that was one thing that I thought I actually like it when you have a little extra on you (laughs) because women should have curves in my opinion. That's my personal taste. I think women should look like, you know. Have, have nice curves. I think one of the best things you ever said to me was women get skinny for women and for themselves. They do not get skinny for men. I find generally speaking, men like curvy women. Absolutely. Um, but here's also too, just a really quick thing is over the years that's changed for me is they've now in Target started putting regular people and regular women. And remember a while back, I saw an H&M uh, uh, I don't know, commercial. And yeah. do you remember I was like, whoa, They're it was still putting weird up the skinny ones, that they yeah. were all still looking like the waif that was in 1990s. Yeah. And it was weird to me now. So we can truly change our mindset based on like what we see is out there. I mean, I really remember it being weird when I was seeing plus size on everything or like, I loved it. Don't, that's, that's me loving it. But I remember my mind not being comfortable with, uh, or no, my, 
how do I say that? Because I was com- I was definitely comfortable with it. I loved it. But I remember my mind being like, oh, I'm not You're used to that. You're just not used that. to seeing it, yeah. And then... Because you were seeing diversity, finally. Yeah. Like, well, not just that, but they're, you know, they put up... Um, I noticed with Target, they put up uh, people with, like, um, skin disorders. Yeah. Um, obviously, all different... Um, ethnicities yeah which is great Isn't there all a different Victoria's sizes Secret now with, even with ages down syndrome i don't know and is there yes and so you know um it might not be victoria's secret it might be something else but i'll, I'll have to look it up but I, what i'm saying is this is this is what's funny to me or even how you know used to now it's weird when i watch a movie and i only see a bunch of white people on the screen yeah and i go Oh my gosh. Like that's obvious to me now. Right. Right. So we had to almost make that transition by literally. And that's when we talk about media is the one that changes our mindsets. And this is, that's the scary part is we have to be able to constantly have whatever is constantly put in our faces. That's what we accept. So as a teenager, I was, you know, heavy and, and, and feeling not great about myself. And I, but over the years, I've learned that it didn't matter whether I was, I, it didn't matter whether I was small or whether I was big. I was still, you know, I had these, I had, I, I had the confidence now, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I was, the reason I even brought, brought that up was because I was going to explain that one of the things I want everybody to understand is that the very first thing, knowing that I was, I felt like I was the laziest person in the world and I felt like I didn't have discipline. I had that one trainer. I asked for one training session when I was 17 before I met you. My mom could only afford one. So I went in and the, and the biggest thing that came out of it, sure, it was a regular training session, but the biggest thing that came out of it was that he challenged me with one thing and he challenged, challenged me to give up diet Pepsi and milk, which is the only thing that I would drink. He said, diet Pepsi is just chemicals. Hopefully not mixed together. (laughs) No. Diet Pepsi Mm, is- Diet milk. (laughs) Diet Pepsi is just chemicals and milk is just to get calves turned into big cows. So he was like, you need neither. So why don't you, if you can give me one month where you just drink water. And I kid you not that first week was okay. The second week got harder. The third week I was practically biting my fingers off because I wanted to open the refrigerator and get a Diet Pepsi so bad. I just wanted to drink some milk. (laughs) No, the milk was way easier than the Diet Pepsi. I used to drink milk too. That's weird. It's so weird. Like a glass of milk with a steak. Ew, right? Now I I even taste milk. I used to be like, oh, that's so good. That glass of milk. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D, Uh -uh. full fat milk. Um, you know, that's one, hold on one second. So I got to the end of that month and I finally was able to, that was the first time that I'd ever said no to anything for that long. So that was your moment where you're like, Oh, I can do this. That was my aha moment. Yeah. And from that day on, I, it, that, so I haven't had soda since 1998 and guess what? I met you that year. So you can totally back me up on that. (laughs) I can. She does not drink soda. Nope. Um, it's kind of tough though and this is probably getting into too much because i've recently started giving up a lot of stuff like i don't drink alcohol anymore yeah. and how was a I, I love my beer 
Right. Um, and I still do. I mean, like every once in a while, what I, what I don't do is I just don't stock it in the house. So like every once in a while I'll order a beer at, um, at dinner you yeah. know, if we go out. But, um, I just found that it's like causing, like it gives me rosacea. It makes mm-hmm. me super sleepy. Um, so I can kind of, I can relate to that. Yeah. Just learning how to cut things out. I stopped drinking soda over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, now, and the only time I would drink soda is if it was mixed with rum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've given up all of that and I've, um, I've recently given up caffeine. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, I drink like decaf, which isn't fully giving up caffeine, mm-hmm. but, uh, and that was hard, but you know, it's just, it's just funny that as you get older, you realize that all of these things that you're used to eating just make you feel like junk. And, and usually when you cut one thing and it makes you feel better, you go, Oh, what else can I cut that right. will make me feel better? So you, it almost, once you cut one thing, it kind of starts you on this path of going, I need to cut more than that. Well, it was the biggest lesson for me and it actually made me the, you know, trainer that I am or the trainer that I have been for the last decade um, because I have the empathy for it. And when people walk through my door, all I want them to do is heal. I don't want them. It's not about vanity for me. When they're walking through my door, what I want them to understand is I want them to understand that they have it in them to get whatever it is that they want. And so it's seeing the human potential and really, really delving into who that person is and helping them recognize their dreams, their goals, their wants, and that their human potential can be realized. And it takes one thing at a time. And so that's why I don't throw a bunch of things at them when they walk in my door. I get to know them. I get to understand them. And then what I do is I basically, I start understanding there's like, there's two different personality types there's uh, there's There's only two well there's a lot more but there's two different personality types i love your sarcasm babe you're so (laughs) awesome i'm just keeping you on your toes yeah well there's two that i really really pay attention to in my so maybe they're things that i have created number one is that i i've got people who do really well on aggressive if you give them the diet you or the, the way of eating and you give them the workouts and you say, do this for six weeks, they're really good at that, okay? And they, they want to have it laid out. They want to have it set out. Then there's the second, there's the second type who it is so, and, and for both of them, this can be emotionally charged, but it's very different. For, the, for this other one, this other group, there's this other group, there are things that I think about where they need one thing at a time and they need to progress slowly and they need to delve into it slowly. Anybody who comes in with like guns full blazing, I'm always like, okay, hold on, hold on a second because that lasts me one to two months. Yeah, and then they're done. And then they're done. So, you know, it's interesting because... I'm really grateful for my experience. As we get older, I'm very grateful for my experience because I watch <laughs> how hard it is for you to say no to things. Well, not just that. I, th- I think the best thing about it is we're raising daughters. Yeah. And you have figured out how to, from like day one, how to raise them in a, uh, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. mind, body, diet, right. um, how to align all of those things that it's, it's not just about 
you have to like not eat this, not eat this. It's like, okay, we don't eat that because of this. Right. Or you can have that, just not too much of it. Yeah. So I, I think that the struggle that you had growing up has turned into a great blessing for our children. Aw. Because they have, they've been given an opportunity to um, just not have that bad relationship with food yeah. like you had. Yeah. You know, food is just food to them. It's not happiness. Right. Um, right. I, you know, so we're trying to, Ben and I are trying a new thing. We're going to try and get this to 45 minutes. This is what our goal is because we could just talk forever. But I like where this conversation has gone. And I, I, one of the things I want to say, so we'll spend our last few minutes. This will be one of the last things we talk about, um, is, it, you know, in bringing up women in bringing up raising women in this world, um, I think that this is one of the best times to bring up women in this world because curves are celebrated. Um, if you look at the right places, curves are celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I think just individuality is celebrated. Individu- that, that's the great yeah, thing. It's totally. not just one or the other. It's like whatever you are, it's great. Right. Totally. And, and, and you and I are really big on that. We're really big on individuality allowing diversity in this world and not only just allowing it, I'm doing the quotes, quotation marks it with my fingers, not just allowing it, but really, really wanting it and saying that that is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to have diversity. It doesn't matter what you believe. I'm going to be here for you and hear you. And I find real joy in hearing what you, you have experienced and what you believe and what you are and how you live life. But the reason I was even, you had brought up the girls and one of the stories I wanted to mention, I thought was such a fun story um, along these lines is I always grew up because my mom, who had the same legs as I did, always told me, oh, I hate my legs all the time. I need to lose weight. I hate my legs. I hate my legs. Oh, my legs, if they weren't so big, if they blah, blah, blah. So I grew up constantly hearing that. It's funny when you grow up constantly hearing that, you then, of course, do it. So it, it doesn't matter how much she would tell me, oh, but, you know, love your body, love yourself, whatever, that it doesn't matter. If you're not doing it yourself, I'm going to do exactly what you do. I knew that when we were ha- having kids. So I know that I've mentioned before in another podcast that I was, it was really big to not make it um, emotional. Food was just not going to be an emotional thing for us. But... One of the things that I loved that just happened, and maybe I have mentioned it, so let me know, Ben, because you listen to these more than I do, but um, I had always, I made it a point, whether I liked my legs or not, to always say, I love my legs. They're so strong. They're so amazing. I could hike up a mountain with 100 pounds on my back because of my legs. Um, And because I was born with nice, sizable legs. And I, I made sure that throughout their whole lives that I only said good things. Now, did I always believe that? Heck no, because I was always still ingrained in this old stuff, this old crap, you know? 
So I didn't believe it, but saying it, it's just like the diversity that you're seeing, you're seeing from, you know, ads and stuff of these different sizes of women by me just saying it and, and just be, and just talking it in my soul. Um, trust me, I, that has changed my life. I suddenly am like, yeah, I like big legs. Like well, I, and our daughters have, yeah, have done the same thing. Well, because I knew that they would, uh, it was a 50, 50% chance that they would have my legs. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You tell me every day that every time you look at them, you're like, they have your legs. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's funny is the other day they were in the car with me and, and Evie was like, oh man, I'm so glad I got your legs. I can't even remember the context, but all I know was she was like, oh, so glad I got your legs. And then Georgia from the back seat was like, I got your legs too, mom. I did. And I'm like sitting there and I don't say anything. I just, yeah, yeah, great, great. But in my heart, uh, my heart is literally just bursting and wanting to cry because this was such an area of emotion and vulnerability for me. Yeah. It was such an area of hopelessness for me, you know? Well, and that's like a, it's such a confirmation, you know, of all the years that you've worked towards that. And just to have the girls like recognize that I want to be like mom. I want my mom's legs. Right. I want to be strong like my mom. Not, uh, they're big. It's in our, in our vocabulary, it's they're strong. They're strong. And strong is good. That's right. That's right. And so I just think that, you know, this, them having this concept is, it it just has made me realize that everything is about what you do in front of your children and and what you do in front of people. It is, it, you can say until you're blue in the face for your child or somebody else to do something or believe something about themselves. But if you don't do it yourself and you are not an example, it will not stick. But if you can do it and then, you know, it, it wasn't always true. I wasn't always feeling like the, you know, I just would never, we just never ever wanted to talk about body in any way, shape or form in a poor light. Yeah. You you just, you, you were the example. Yeah. Well, I had to be, I had no other option. So anyway, that was a good conversation. I like it. I like what we ended up saying. We did it. We did it. And we were ending at a good time. So, um, if you guys want to do the challenge, I put all of the information up on the, on, uh, on my Instagram. And the other thing is, is I, throughout the 20 days, I'm going to be putting up stuff about how I'm, cause I am actually doing the challenge. Yes, you are. Yeah. Cause I need it. You, you've seen, mm-hmm. I haven't had an ounce of sugar for five days. I think I'm in the challenge. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting, but I, I think the important thing to take away from this is always that number one, we need the diversity out there. And I love the fact that we get to see different bodies and different body types. Chloe Kardashian even has this Um, I'll have to figure out what the name of it is, but it has, she's got this clothing line that is all about curves and I'm so grateful for that. Not only that, but she puts on each one when you're looking at the actual clothing, she puts the different, uh, there's different pictures of different body types. 
Because just because we love curves, we, there's also naturally like, skinny people. What's so, funny is like, why didn't they come up with that before? That just <laughs> it just makes so much more sense. It's well, like, what is this going to look like on me? Totally. Oh, there's a picture. Okay, <laughs> it's like that. It's crazy that that wasn't totally. something that happened decades ago. Because people are always trying to drive into our brains that it's all about perfection. It's just so And dumb. we are so, the, the, what we don't even realize, because it's all about beauty, right? What we don't even realize is that beauty, it has nothing to do with what we look like. It has everything to do with our unique and The standards spirits. of beauty changes every 10 years, so. Well, that's why I'm saying yeah. our, our beauty is about our unique spirits and everything, like, your nose, no one will ever have. Thank you. Your <laughs> eyes, I'm not picking on your nose because of your nose. Your eyes, no one will ever have, right? You, it's your own thing. So anyway, I think that was partially what we came to talk about. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should end it. All That's right. That's a good ending point. Good. All right. Well, check out my Instagram challenge if you can, and we will be back next week. See ya. Bye.